Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. That is a song called Sunnies and Guitars. It's taken from the album uh, called You and All the Seasons, uh, written and sung by Mr Nick Capaldi. Uh, Nick, good morning. How are we? Good morning, Jeff. I'm brilliant, thank you. Marvellous stuff. Mm-hmm. Now then, uh, I mentioned before that uh, that you're from Dorset. You don't have a Dorset accent. No, I was born and grew up in Bristol, and then we moved down to Weymouth. But, um, yeah, over the years, it's kind of kind of gone. <laughs> ah, that 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 explains it then. So, uh, right, that song, Sunnies and Guitars. We we were playing it back in I think June, July time uh, when it came out, uh, waiting for this album uh, to be released. So, what's the story behind Sunnies and Guitars? Uh, it's, it's basically a little quirky kind of story about collecting. Um, collecting sunglasses and guitars. Um, I read an interview with Richie Sambora from Bon Jovi once, and he said um, that he can, he said, you can never have any, enough sunglasses or guitars. So um, that stuck with me for some reason, and it popped up when I was writing that song. I thought, ah, there's a little theme for, the, for this one. Um, so then we had a bit of fun with the music video. Obviously, lots of bonkers sunglasses and uh a showcase a lot of my guitar collection. <laughs> yes, I've seen the video. There's a lot of guitars in there as well, and a lot of sunglasses. So matches well with it, with the uh, the song. Um, let me take you back um, because it was it was Blur's Park Life, I believe, that first kickstarted your career into music. Um, why why did that song and and the band influence you? Um, it was funny because I wasn't into music at all really when I was at um, school, and I remember being about about uh, 14 years old and uh, my sister just bought me a cassette of this um, of this album called Park Life and um, I started looking at the artwork and I thought oh, this is interesting. it just looked interesting to me with the, what they were wearing the the colours and the titles of the songs and um, and we stuck it on and um, I was just absolutely um, enthralled with it um, so and then it just coincided with the a letter coming home from school saying, does your child want to learn any instruments? And there's a list of instruments to pick from. So um, as I saw a guitar on the um, on that album, I, um, I wanted to learn guitar. So um, And then the next step with that was to um, to try and write my own song. And so I did. T- tested it by asking, asking my sister, is this any good? <laughs> and then she said it was. So um, I just... Um, went from there really i couldn't stop writing songs and i, I re- really really enjoyed writing them um, writing and recording little demos on my cassette player <laughs> you see that's the difference with schools sort of uh, back when i was at school you know when we had chalkboards and stuff like that and and you know sort of when you went to school uh we, we were never offered any sort of instruments to play we, we were i mean we had the choice of either the recorder or the triangle I mean, I was amazing on the triangle. I could play rock triangle like anything. Amazing stuff. Uh, but we, we never had... I'd have loved to have uh, been been able to learn the guitar. Uh, but, but there you go. This is why I'm playing music and, and you're producing music. So Now, listening to the new album, uh, You and All the Seasons, there seems to be a real mishmash of influences. Um, so, so who? I mean, who do you listen to music-wise uh, to, to get sort of all, all this inspiration for the songs that are on the albums? Well, after I got into Blair, I, I massively got into the Beatles because my mum gave me some vinyls and she said, here's one, um, the, the Red Album by the Beatles, which obviously is a, a collection of all their singles. 
to, to hear that for the first time as a child was absolutely um, mind-blowing, really. So, um, and I loved all the different melodies and how strong the melodies were. And, um, so I was listening to uh, all their albums after that. Um, so there's a lot of influence of the Beatles, I think, on this album, especially with the strings. Um, kind of quirky string arrangements and things. So, um, yeah, them, um, the Kinks, Small Faces, um, Neil Young. Um, my my record collection is now so um, eclectic that it's um, whatever I seem to be listening to that week. I think, oh, I'll, I'll have a little go at that. And if I was listening to Toots and the Maytals, and, <laughs> and I thought, I just want to try a little bit of a little bit of reggae on this song, which is um, there's a song called Change. Um, change your hat on the album, which has got a reggae kind of verse, but yeah. then it goes back into pop rock for the chorus. <laughs> and the, yeah, it's a very mixed bag. Oh, definitely. And there's some there's some country. I mean, we heard on there there's sort of the, the country strings and the uh, and the um, guitar as well, slide guitar on there. Um, they, I say there's a lot of country music influences on the album. And, I mean, that might be why you've got B.J. Cole, uh, the legend. That is B.J. Cole uh, playing on the album. Uh, and, I mean, apart from B.J. Cole, you, you've got people like Albert Lee on there, the London Community Gospel Choir, it's just everything uh, on there. How do, I mean, how do you sort of, if, if you want, say, I don't know, B.J. Cole on your album, what, do you just sort of look up his number and phone him up and say, can you come and play some steel guitar on the album? Um, I mean, how, how do you get these big people to play on your album? Yeah, it is a bit, um, I was so lucky, really, with with all the session people that you've that you've mentioned. Now, um, yeah, BJ Cole is obviously a, a, a known a, a known great in the in the music um, industry. He played on things like Tiny Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Uh, he's even played with Liam Gallagher um, on his latest album. He's um, yeah, he's a true legend, but. Um, he, I was just after someone, somebody to play pedal steel and he just recorded on a friend's album and, and they said, if you ever need any pedal steel, this is the guy to, to, to contact. And I thought, well, actually, I thought I've got the very song. So um, he, he played on a few songs on the album and it was down to him really that Sunnies and Guitars was the first single release because um, he, um, he messaged me and said... Um, really enjoying working out parts for the tracks because um, he did come down to the studio and some of some of it he did from his place and um, he's working on Sunnies at his place and um emailed me and said in my um in my ears this is a this one's a hit so I thought well he's played on enough hits to know so let's go with this one <laughs> I tell you it was, it was a great lead track from the album as well because um and, and, and I apologise for this, but I'd, I'd not heard your music. I'd not heard uh, of you before um, I, I got sent Sonny's in guitars. And now, that, that's it. I've been sort of going back over the... I mean, this is your fourth album, isn't it? And, um, you know, I, I've been yeah. going back now and discovering um, so many great tracks. I mean, I love Stanley Arms Brigade um, and I love Neon Heart and stuff like that. Uh, it's so so good uh, that these tracks are and this album is uh, I mean it, it's a love letter to your wife Grace um, who features on the cover of the album and as you said in the video of the single Sunnies and Guitars I mean how did you two meet? Oh the story of meeting is actually um, pretty crazy it's, it's a, it is a house that brought us together the house that I used to live in with my parents um, 
ended up getting sold to my wife. Oh. And um, that is literally how we met, because I, I moved away up to Cambridge for a little bit. And then my um, my, my parents were t- telling me that they were selling the house to a, a lovely um, young lady who just had a um, car accident, and she's in a, a wheelchair, and she was going to be renovating the house. And um, and that was actually gonna, that was my future wife they were talking about. When I moved back down to Weymouth, we actually met on online dating, and um, we didn't click um, at who each other were uh, to, to start with until we got into conversation. And then um, I suddenly said, hang on a minute, I think you may have bought our old house. <laughs> and then she said, oh, I'm, I think I know who you are as well, actually. I've been, I've been told about you. <laughs> That is fate, you see. That that is just mm. fate. You two were meant to be together. Uh, and you mentioned Grace in a wheelchair, uh, and I mean that does not stop her from doing absolutely anything. I mean, you you would think somebody who's uh, sort of wheelchair bound, they wouldn't think of renovating a house. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do anything like that as well. Um, but I mean, Grace is your manager, and uh, you know, it, it just doesn't hold her back at all because she's in the video uh, and. She does such a lot, doesn't she, that you wouldn't really expect somebody in a wheelchair to do. Uh, this doesn't hold her back at all, does it? No, she doesn't stop. She, she, really, she really is an inspiration. Um, she, she plays wheelchair rugby. Um, like you say, she manages me. Um, together we manage and um, we run a recording studio as well. Um, obviously, because I met her after she had her accident, but her mum did say to me, that Grace didn't used to em- embrace life as much as she does now, and she didn't do as much before. So I think it it was a uh, the shock of um, you know uh, having that yeah. awful awful thing happen to you and surviving it is um, really made her embrace life. So she does as much as she can. Like she's done indoor skydiving. She's <laughs> somebody who's paralysed paralysed in the chest down, and she's um, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, she does as much as as she can. She's, she's, yeah, she's brilliant, and it's lovely to get to, to get on the cover because most of the songs on the album are about her, and it's obvious which ones are. There's a couple of bonkers tracks like Bombay on there that's obviously just a, <laughs> a made-up kind of a psychedelic kind of Beatlesy thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I asked her to be on the cover, and um, and I said to her, you know, this is um, this is really good actually because I can't think of an album that's got somebody in a, in a wheelchair on the front as the kind of like love yeah. interest. Um, so it's a, I think that was really nice for awareness, and it was just a natural thing to happen. It wasn't forced. It's just that it's us. That's our life. It, yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, the life that you live in. Uh, now you mentioned um, um, Bombay on the, which I love that track. It is so off okay. the wall. I love it. Um, there's a track on there, of course, called Grace, uh, and then there's another track which, um, as she lives and breathes, which again is is very different. The the introduction bit of that is really different. Tell us a little bit about that track. Yeah, that one came about. So that, so that one's a little bit like, um, obviously a bit of an uh, Irish kind of, uh, almost an Irish jig kind yeah. of um, chorus. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wrote the chorus first and then came up with this idea of somebody introducing it um, with a, with a kind of Cockney accent. Um, like an olden time kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I wrote this um, dialogue and then I hired a, um, a voice actor <laughs> to come into the studio and just to give her a little bit of an explanation of what, what, it, what it is and how to do it. And then um, she, she nailed it straight away. Absolutely perfect. 
Yeah, those two tracks, Bombay and As She Lives and Breathes, they, when I heard them on, on the CD, they really make you sit up and listen because they are so very different to uh, some of the other stuff on, on, on there. And it's a lovely contrast to uh, you know, some, of, some of the softer songs on there. And yeah, you... they, the guy that does the narration on Bombay is actually on the Dorchester Town there. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and the Town Choir as well. He's yes. actually doing his final cry on um, uh, New Year's Eve. It, so he's just, his voice is just fantastic. I've always loved his voice. So when we come to the, to, the, to the album and I want some narration, I said, Alistair, would you mind coming around and doing this? <laughs> and bless him, he did it. He did two songs, actually. He's on Bubblegum Heart as well, the opening track on the album. That is another one of my favourites. I love Bubblegum Heart. It's, uh, it, again, mm. it, it just really... It, you put an album on and straight away sometimes, you know, it, it grabs you and you, you just want to listen to the whole album. That is how Bubblegum Heart was uh, for me as soon as I heard oh, it. And I just, I just love the old, al- uh, the old album. Now, you mentioned the album cover, of course, with yourself and Grace on it. Um, I mean, that, is, that in itself is, um, I, I've heard it's winning awards for the photography aspect of it. Am I right? Yeah, and funny enough, just yesterday, the photographer... Um, contacted me um, again and said he's just won gold um the gold award in new york for um wow. for professional photography for that cover so um that's three awards now he's won for that <laughs> so i always joke to people that the um the cover's doing better than the album at the moment <laughs> <laughs> well just wait for people to hear the whole album and that they will yeah. want it so now <laughs> the album itself it's available uh it, it's now um it's on cd it's on download and stream but it's also on double vinyl and cassette. That's very old school, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cassette's really coming back with a lot of the um, the big artists are releasing limited edition ones, and I think it's a, must be a kind of novelty thing. But yeah. like, um, CG tier is Stranger Things, where they're walking around with the old Walkmans on the side. <laughs> but yeah, it's really um, it's really nice to see that they're being produced again, and um, and I wanted to have a go at that as well. <laughs> but it- with the vinyl, we've done. Um, the normal black vinyl, and then we've done a limited run of um, coloured vinyl, which is uh, it's called duck egg green. It's a lovely colour, and it kind of matches the sky on the front of the um, front of the artwork there. Now, I've um, I, I've sort of seen on the the Facebook site, and the website, and everything. Uh, all, all these different things, uh, different types of, of, of way to actually buy the album. So, with, I mean. <sighs> A lot of artists nowadays, they'll put it to streaming. Streaming doesn't get you anything, basically, does it? So the, I reckon the best way is, is to actually physically buy a CD or an album. Um, if anybody sort of wants to go out and buy, where can they get CDs and albums from, from you from nowadays? So I've got, um, I've got my own little label called um, Grinning, Dog, Grinning Dog Records. So we've got a website for that. So it's grinningdogrecords.com. Um, and we've got a shop on there with all um, T-shirts and everything um, album-related. And Or you can go to nickcapoldi.com, which links you to the Grin and Dog Records shop anyway. Um, and it's all there. There's the music video and everything. So don't stream yeah. it because you don't get practically anything uh, for that, do you? <laughs> so all that hard work well, and you get pence. Yeah, well, although I don't really like streaming, um, it is convenient sometimes that yeah. when I'm cooking, I'll, I'll have the old Alexa on and um, just ask it. At the moment, it's 80s Christmas music I keep asking it to play. <laughs> um, but for, for, for really enjoying 
an album I, you know, I've got tons of vinyl and a really lovely um, 70s gold ring Lenko um, turntable, which I love. And, um, you know, I would go and have the experience of getting the album out. Just last night, I was putting all protective covers over my gatefold vinyls. <laughs> I absolutely love it, you know, just looking through all the artwork and reading where it was recorded and who was on it. That's what we've done with, with my album. But there's so many session musicians on my album, it took so long to type it all up <laughs> and make sure I covered everyone which songs they were on because it's 15 songs and we did it over eight months. So I was really going back through all my notes of when when people came in because a lot of people were on more than one song and they played more than one instrument. So it's <laughs> but we got it all done. <laughs> It's a, it's a lot of work, um, it, it is. But uh, I tell you what, the, the album is absolutely fantastic. I love the album. I love the whole sound of it, the the, the whole feel of it. Um, I do. So I've got it on CD. I haven't got a record player, but uh, I tell you what, it, you can't beat the little bit of a crackle when you put the needle in the track. Uh, you can't. So so go to your website is, is probably the best thing to do if, if you want to buy um, the, the album, the CD, and everything else on there. So, yeah. Nick, what can we expect uh, next year, 2024, from you? I'm about to start recording a Christmas album, which will be out for um, for Christmas 2024. Wow. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. I've got the, all the artwork in my head, the title of it, um, song titles. But I'm, I wanted to get it out for this year, but this album's just proven such a big production um, and all the work of um, going out playing live and things. So I just haven't had the time to get, to get back in the studio to record it. So I thought I won't rush it because I want it to be a really good kind of... Um, Christmas record um, so I thought I'll write the songs or finish the songs over this period while all the decorations up and I'm, I'm in the vibe and um, start recording it in January Brilliant stuff. So that's something we can look forward to probably this time next year or a little bit earlier than this time next year because obviously you've got to get it out in time for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Lovely. Well, for the meantime, anyway, we, we've got this album, uh, You and All the Seasons. Um, people can get hold of it now. It's it's a brilliant album. I love it. It's just so relaxing and uh, so different to a lot of the other stuff that's out at the moment. So um, please go out, buy it uh, and, and make Nick a big name. Um, because that, that, that's what we need. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. Um, I love to Grace, and uh, I can't wait to hear the Christmas album. Mate, yeah, hopefully there'll be something out in between now and next Christmas from you. Yep, there will be a few more singles, and um, we're putting out singles on, on seven inch vinyl as well, a few collector's editions um, with extra B sides. So there'll be a few extra tracks to pop up that I, that I wrote um, during last year. Brilliant. Well, we, we look forward to that. Just best thing to do is just go to your website and find out all the information uh, from there, and uh, and we'll we'll be playing the music throughout the year anyway. So, Nick, thank you so much. I shall let you get on with the rest of your Sunday, and uh, and hopefully we'll speak to you next year. Thank you very much. Have a good Christmas and uh, and a great New Year. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did. And thank you. Thank you.